0: welcome to the midwest marvel podcast a podcast for people passionate about pop culture and especially nerd culture i'm your host nick adams aka midwest marvel guy and i am here today with my co-host a man who is a former member of the tadpoles zeke farnsworth
1: hey man how's it going
0: good is it true that leapfrog was a terrible employer to work for
1: yeah he didn't he paid us with jimmy johns and he paid us with that shawarma place, the Iron Man. Okay. Up. Um, and the shawarma was all right. But Jimmy John's gets old after a while. It does. I'm definitely a Jersey Mike's guy anyway. I'm much so. more of a
0: hot sub fan than a, than a yeah. cold sub guy.
1: Me too. Unless it's an Italian sub, then it's, then it's all right. But he <laughs> so you would have,
0: So you would have classified as a goon then and not a henchman. You were there for the payment and not for the cause.
1: No, I was there because uh, he, he had some blackmail on me. I, I owed him a debt. Oh, so. man.
0: <laughs> we'll have to get into that later.
1: I was trying to get those rocket boots from him and lost <laughs> <Yeah>. the bet. <laughs> At least
0: you didn't use jet fuel.
1: Exactly. I was the one who recommended it to him.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so, you, so you got out of there. That That's why you're a former member. you like, I'm done. Yep.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm Set him here. up
0: for failure, and I'm leaving. That's what you get for paying me and Jimmy John's. Exactly. just kidding jimmy johns if you're somehow listening we love you your subs just aren't as good as like penn station firehouse or jersey Mike's. it is what it
1: is i mean i'd even go as far to say as uh public subs are better but that's, yeah. that's 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 no hate on jimmy johns I we don't have, have we don't have a public sub here
0: we don't oh, have a public sub right. here so i can't compare but i'll take your word for it
1: former midwest guy
0: yeah well <laughs> hey on today's episode we got a lot to talk about man because she hulk episode eight came out Best episode of the whole series, in my opinion, by far, and oh, I sure. think most people agree. And then on top of that, we had Daredevil in the episode, which that's going to be like our entire episode here. And then finally, finally man, it w- it was well worth the wait, though. I'll tell you what, it was what definitely worth it. We got She Hulk episode eight, and we also got Werewolf by Night. I pronounced that right this time. I my wife makes fun of me all the time. I say Werewolf, and uh she calls me out on it every single time i say it so it'll be a a grind for me to pronounce it correctly today but werewolf by night came out we're going to talk about that because man like that was groundbreaking for the mcu
1: yes big stuff monsters and we've seen nothing like it yeah it's awesome
0: yeah without a doubt and then on top of that we got some big news today regarding Moon Knight and I'm not going to go into what that is, but uh but we're going to touch on that and then maybe talk about we got a a Mario trailer this week and that yeah, we'll talk about how that looks just briefly. So, a lot of stuff on the schedule today. Make sure first of all, thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate your support. We love you guys as fans. And so Continue to listen. Continue to subscribe. If this is your first time and you have not subscribed or downloaded the podcast, please do so. It means so much. Leave a five-star review. That helps push the podcast out into the world. And uh, send us an email if you have any questions or comments. No one took us up on the challenge last time. So if you have any questions or comments, send an email to Midwest Guy at gmail.com with any questions, comments that you have about the show. And we will address them here on the show. And so you can be the lucky first guinea pig to send in a question or a comment but let's get into episode eight of she-hulk this was a doozy we do a synopsis at the beginning of every episode and that's what we're gonna start with today so the synopsis for she-hulk episode eight daredevil that's it done like that's a snap synops- that that's all you need to know is that daredevil was in this episode yep
1: just daredevil just nice daredevil to see you guys that's it yeah next right.
0: week good podcast it was and, fun yeah
1: Werewolf by <laughs> night was really good right yeah
0: and, and mario <laughs> no and mario all right. So I, I know I'm only feeding a troll, so many people were like, You should be watching the show for just Daredevil and, and I wasn't, but man, he's my favorite superhero and I couldn't help but get excited. I told you guys I would be unbearable when he finally shows up and we'll see what this escalates to today. But uh here we go. The episode opens on two thieves in a parking lot with a stolen TV when out of nowhere comes a new hero named Leapfrog to stop them. The scene cuts to the law office of H, where we quickly realize that Eugene Patilio, a.k.a. Leapfrog, is retelling the story to Jen in order to explain how his suit malfunctioned and caught fire so he could sue the manufacturer for damages. Jen is on board and thinks that they have an easy win until she's told that the manufacturer is actually Luke Jacobson, who's the same person who tried or who made Jen's super suit and business suits and is currently making her dress for the gala. Jen tries to get out of the case, but Holloway requires her to take the case and suggests that she try to come to a settlement agreement with Jacobson outside of court. Jen goes to do just that, but Luke is offended at the idea that one of his suits would ever be faulty and immediately tears up the dress he was making for Jen for the gala. Making it official that this case will in fact go to court. We need more of him, dude. That man is funny.
1: He, I'm sure we'll see more of him in the next episode, and especially if he's the suit maker for Daredevil and She-Hulk. He's like the Edna Mode of the Marvel Universe yeah. right now. So. <laughs> right,
0: he is... <laughs> I do wonder if he's only the temporary. So like he's the suit maker for daredevil when daredevil's out on the West coast and, right. and, and he needs the drip, but on the East coast, uh, maybe he has somebody else. It all depends on whether or not daredevil and the Netflix show is canon to the MCU in any way, shape or form. But I mean, there's, there's Melvin Potter, but if there's any crossover from the Netflix show, he would be arrested and in jail probably. So mm-hmm. yeah, then, then maybe Luke is the permanent suit maker right now for daredevil and we'll We'll see how that plays out. So back to the synopsis in court, we see Jen with Eugene, but there is no lawyer there to represent Luke. That is until the one and only Matt Murdoch walks through the door. <laughs> and and I love I loved that his first line in this scene was a joke. I, I, I immediately thought, dude, that is going to piss off. The toxic fanboys who have been talking about like, oh, Daredevil better not make jokes. And like the first thing out of his mouth is a joke. I don't and know why.
1: He he made plenty of jokes in the Netflix show and know. in the Spider-Man movie. Or yep. like his only scene in there was a joke. He's like, I'm a really good lawyer.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I I thought, yeah, we'll talk about that. I thought they did it so well, but I just there's no way that was an accident. They had to be, I'm sure they were very intentional. Like, yeah, let's make his first line of quip so the one and only matt murdoch walks in through the doors jen immediately looks at camera and asks who's this a-hole <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so funny because it's like like the dude is, is clearly blind and right. so she is like out here trashing a blind man to the camera which, which right. is so on brand for her but yeah. still funny
1: we had a lot of fourth wall breaks in this episode and there I were loved it
0: there were they the, i I would imagine I didn't get an actual count, but I would imagine this was probably the most fourth wall breaks that we've had out of any of the episodes. During the proceedings, we learned from Matt that the Sokovia Accords have actually been repealed. We'll talk about that in a little bit and what those implications might be. But Matt ends up wiping the floor with Jen and Eugene when he smells jet fuel on Eugene's suit and calls him out for it. Eugene admits to it to which Luke replies that this deliberately disobeys the instructions he gave for the suit. Matt wins the case and Jen leaves the court furious with Eugene. We then find ourselves at Jen's favorite watering hole, Legal Ease, where she once again encounters Matt Murdock and the two hit it off immediately. Just when it seems like things may get good, Matt gets a call and tells Jen he has to leave to take care of work stuff. At the same time, Jen gets a text from Todd. Remember, Todd is the just super annoying, weird guy that keeps showing up that has to be a part of the intelligency. And we'll talk about that. She gets a call from Todd asking her to meet over a legal matter. So she leaves to go do exactly that. As she meets with Todd, he tells her that he bought a vibranium Wakandan spear from an auction. And now Wakanda is trying to take it back. And he would like Jen's help to keep it. Jen quickly realizes, though, that Todd's main goal in this meeting is to try to make a move on her, so she promptly rejects him and leaves to head home. Back at her home, Jen sits down when she gets a call from who else but Eugene, who is freaking out because he says he's being attacked as he was heading back to the Lily Pad, which is the name of his hideout and and just so on brand for Eugene, so over the top. Jen tells him that she'll be right there and dons her super suit for the first time. Once Jen arrives on the scene, though, we realize that Eugene's attacker is actually Daredevil. He and She-Hulk fight it out as Eugene escapes, and after going back and forth for a few minutes, She-Hulk does a thunderclap to take down Daredevil. She grabs Daredevil to unmask him, only to realize that he's actually Matt Murdock. Matt explains to her that Eugene is actually the bad guy as he's kidnapped Luke Jacobson and taken him to his lily pad. So, Jen and Matt, he- Matt head there to rescue Luke. Outside the lily pad, Jen and Matt have a rousing discussion about henchmen versus goons. Henchmen believe in the cause, goons are in it for the paycheck. And Matt reveals that he can hear heartbeats by telling Jen that there are 25 goons. And he plots out exactly how he's going to take them out and heads in to do his thing while Jen waits on the roof. Dude, like during the scene when he, like, and he flips that switch and like, they're having their kind of comedic conversation about goons and henchmen. And then all of a sudden he just like gets into daredevil mode. And he's like, there's 25 goons, this many on the top, this many on the bottom. And, and they, like, he just starts breaking it down. I got the chills. Cause I was like, Oh bro. Like this is, this is peak daredevil right here. Like he's just breaking it down and he's getting ready to go in and annihilate these dudes.
1: Dude. They're, they're fighting together. The destruction. And then the, like the sneaky ninja, like, Oh dude what a what good contrast yeah that's awesome
0: yes absolutely we're then treated to a phenomenal classic daredevil hallway fight scene only to have it interrupted at the end by she-hulk breaking through the ceiling and smashing the remaining goons jen and matt burst into leapfrog's main lair and make light work of the rest of his goons and rescue luke who puts jen back in his good graces and agrees to make her dress again Eugene tries to escape but hurts himself by jumping out the window and gets arrested by the cops and the aftermath of all the excitement Jen and Matt share a moment on the rooftop of the lily pad they clearly have a thing for each other and end up finding themselves back at Jen's place where they hook up Matt Murdoch you sly dog the next what? morning we're treated to a shot of Daredevil making a barefoot walk of shame in his full suit which was freaking hilarious like it yeah was. that was just so funny. Jen asks why the episode is still going on, though, and it's clear that something is off. Nikki then shows up to help Jen get ready for the gala that takes place that evening, which is where we also finish our episode Uh, real quick before talking about the gala. I don't know. This could just be me. I, I know. So I don't know if you've seen at all online, but there have definitely been theories swirling around that Nikki is not who she says she is, that she's actually bad. And some people even think she could be like a witch or something. And some people feel that way because she's the only other character in the show so far to break the fourth wall, because there have been multiple scenes where she has made, like she doesn't break the fourth wall verbally, but there Uh have been multiple shots of her on camera where she will just like be staring off and then like glare at camera, but like glare at the camera in a weird way, not like a, uh, like a funny goofy way like Jen does, but she breaks it in almost a creepy way. Like she knows it exists, but she doesn't acknowledge it verbally. And there have been like she's had some necklaces that look like uh, I I can't remember, but yeah, like like something a witch would wear,
1: like Agatha Harkness, dude. Sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, dude. I I don't know, man. I and I don't know if I ever fully bought into that, but the camera glances were weird. But I don't know, just something about this scene with her and Jen. It's she didn't do anything inherently wrong, but something just felt off with her to me. And like right as Jen is talking about like, hey, this episode should be over, she bursts through the door and right. I don't know, man. It didn't it didn't sit right with me. I could be completely off base and she may be the nicest, sweetest person in the world. And I kind of hope she is because her character's so good.
1: I, I get what you mean. What felt weird to me was the clear Wolverine reference.
0: Yes, dude. She had the 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 uh makeup the makeup stuff. things. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. like
1: what are we doing here? Like Second that-
0: time Wolverine's been referenced.
1: Yeah, I love we it. We got you know everything with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman earlier yep. this week. Yeah, but we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, they're they're playing with our heartstrings at this point. So. When we get to the gala, Jen receives her award for female lawyer of the year, but is disappointed to find out that this award is also shared by three or four other female lawyers, one of which includes Mallory Book, which basically makes this a participation trophy at that point. And you're so ticked at, like, I don't know if this is run by the law firm or or who this is run by, but whoever it's run by, like, you're so ticked that. You're like, this is is such a troll job for, for this award ceremony or whatever it is it's such garbage but as jen begins to give her thank you speech she's cut off by a message on the screen behind her from intelligentsia who says that they're going to expose she hulk for who she really is and they begin to leak all kinds of personal info and data on the screen and even stoop so low as to show video of her and josh remember josh the traitor scumbag who we thought was really nice and then he wasn't uh her and josh being intimate This moment understandably sends Jen over the edge, and she rages out and breaks the screen as people run out of the room in fear of her. Jen notices some members of the intelligentsia in the back of the room and chases him outside and captures one, ready to annihilate him until she realizes how many cameras are focused on her her capturing this moment. She looks at the camera in a worried manner, and the episode ends. I know there's a lot that went on in this episode, but realistically, my mind can only go to Daredevil, which I kind of... I kind of feel like he was most of the episode. I mean, we got some of the best Jen and She-Hulk moments in this episode, too. But Matt slash Daredevil was in almost the entire thing. So, I, I mean, I feel like that's what we talked about. Was
1: The title card should have said <laughs> She-Hulk Attorney at Law or Daredevil and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. That actually or would have been like so funny. Something like Attorneys at Law or something like that. That would have been good because he was in this episode just as much as she was until he that was. very end that we just talked about where... Dude, speaking of the very end there she fully like there was a slight moment there where she was like rage hulk like oh yeah there there was a little bit of no control there
0: you love to see it too like because i totally would have been rage hulk too and i thought it was perfect and i hope we get rage hulk or rage she hulk in the finale it's gonna
1: gonna be good i hope wong comes back
0: (laughs) Dude, imagine Hope we see him again. <laughs> imagine he's popping up in like 18 other projects in the future. So yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> I did see that the head writer for She-Hulk uh said something today where she said that fans are going to be treated to what she say, like uh, an unbelievable, unforgettable, unmissable finale of She-Hulk. And so obviously she could just be saying that to build up hype. I mean, I feel like most people do, but you're hyping it up this much if it falls really flat then you're just gonna take all kind of crap i'm pretty excited i I feel like there's gonna be some really big mind-blowing twists and turns in the finale because we still don't fully know who is behind intelligentsia most likely it it's the leader now whether or not we get to see the leader who's the villain in captain america new world order coming up and was you know in original hulk whether we get to see him I'd be surprised if we actually saw him in the flesh. I could see a reference to him. Mm-hmm. And so there's got to be, you know, so like a second in command, third in command, second in command is probably MODOK, who's going to be in Media. So I doubt we see him either. But I don't know if you think differently. I think it's Todd. Like I think Todd will be, I don't know if he'll transform into some form of Hulk or something and we get to see abomination like cuz in the in the trailer mm-hmm. we definitely see more abomination there is definitely another yeah. scene with him as abomination not as emil blonsky and so i don't know there's got to be a villain worthy of fighting a hulk if that makes sense you know like, right. uh, like it can't because daredevil for as great as daredevil is got worked by jen mm-hmm. because hulk is a hulk hulk is yeah. one of the strongest beings in the entire marvel universe and so Daredevil held his own for a little bit, but in terms of like actually doing anything to her, he stood no chance because at the end of the day, she's a Hulk. And so whoever the villain is in order to make it like a pretty memorable fight, assuming there's going to be one. I, I I just feel like someone has to make use of the blood and she referenced the Red Hulk. I don't know.
1: For some reason, my gut feeling is I don't think we're done seeing Josh. Maybe something to do with Josh. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe she does have to fight. Maybe there's like a She-Hulk abomination fight again. Maybe he gets like mind controlled somehow or, or in some way or form. And it's like, you know, Josh or Todd mentions like, oh, the thinker made this device that I can like control. Like, I know that's yeah. like very like cartoony and far-fetched. But I mean, obviously Marvel's going to make it in a way that it's like, oh, that, that would make sense. More realistic, yeah. Yeah, because like Todd's buying all these... Todd, you know, he bought a vibranium spear and, you know, we can do a lot of things with vibranium. So, like, what if there's a way for him to control abomination somehow or leverage or, him in order to fight She-Hulk?
0: Or maybe, I don't I don't know, I don't know that I believe this, but I know I hear plenty of people talk about this, but maybe, maybe abomination has not been good the entire time. Maybe this has all been, like, maybe he's a part of intelligentsia and it's been a part of his long-term master plan with the leader to get out of prison by portraying this you know super nice peaceful persona and then keeping that persona up for a while to Mm -hmm. uphold his reputation and then when the moment strikes he you know maybe the plan was originally like okay we take down the Hulk and take his blood and then She-Hulk all of a sudden becomes a thing and he's like no I want to request her as my attorney because I need to get in good with her to take her blood so we can use that to create our own army of Hulks I don't know. I, I feel like he's reformed, but also at the same time, he he has had such a drastic transformation. I could see him going back and, and actually yeah. having it be an act. But also, I, I don't know, I play devil's advocate with myself because he also has seemed so nice that it would be sad to think that like he was this nice of a guy. And we thought he was this genuine dude that was like helping people now. And all of a sudden it's like, nope, he's actually a jerk and, and still a, a really bad dude.
1: Yeah, hey, here's here's the thing with that. I think you might have there might be some some validity in that theory because up to this point, the only person that hasn't screwed Jen over is Daredevil and Mallory Book and Blonsky. Yeah, and it's like I feel like someone's gonna screw her over again because that's just the theme of this show. They could be setting up for something bigger. You know, they're yeah. setting up for you know the Sokovia Accords are repealed. Yeah. So we don't have anything to keep superheroes in check, and she's going to get screwed over by a superhero and not have that to fall back on legally. So she has to She Hulk out of that. Yep.
0: And uh, worth noting that in the comics, Mallory Book does become an antagonist, directly opposing She Hulk at one point. And I believe part of her mission as an antagonist is to acquire She Hulk's blood and and try to create some sort of new Hulk. And so it would fit right into this storyline if somehow Mallory book was not who she says she is. But again, I mean, Marvel changes things in the MCU all the time and uh, that, you know, they'll deviate from the comics. And so it could just be one of those things where they don't want to make her into that. And they want to keep her as kind of a, a a rival of sorts, but also like there's that mutual respect that the two definitely seem to have up to this point anyway. But, but I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about mind-blowing, mind-blowing twists and turns, yeah, like you said, if if we found out that Mallory and Abomination were both somehow against her this entire time, like that, that would turn the whole show on its head.
1: Yeah. Personally, I don't think Mallory would be against her because at the very end there, she was the one trying to be like, hey, yo, calm yeah, down. Yeah, don't yeah, this yeah. Yeah, she was you. trying to
0: bring her down. But you know who was not Nikki. Right, right. Nikki yep. wasn't Nikki wasn't bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I'm telling, I'm telling you, dude, they're they're mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't her best friend be the one who's like, Hey yo, calm all right, Well, although,
1: although, you know although I don't
0: know, to be fair, Nikki yeah. seems petty enough that she'd be like, nah, t- like tear it up, tear it up.
1: To, to be fair. She also like, was like, Hey, can somebody turn this off? Like, you know, unplug it. I, That's true. I she that did say part. that. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. Although but, if she, if she made I don't know, man, if she was the one in control of the whole thing, like, uh, like, uh, of course, she'd say, it. like, I got to say this to cover my button. It sounds like I'm trying to do a good thing when really I know who's playing the video. They're not going to turn it off. Yeah. Just, point know, is, man, sh-
1: she's going to get screwed over by somebody next episode that's close to her. Yeah. And it's not going to be Daredevil.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there is no way at, at this point, I'm convinced there is no way that there isn't somebody that's been portrayed as good. That's going to turn out to be shady. Like, it, like someone's got to turn. I feel like.
1: What if it's Bruce?
0: Yeah, no shot. Very <laughs> wild. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him come back, though. Yeah. And, be, and help her. Although, again, yeah, I I guess it just depends. Like, it depends on what happens with Abomination. If Abomination is good and actually is for her, then I don't think we'd see Bruce back because I think Abomination would be the one to fight with her, which a lot of people probably want to see him back in action. If he's bad, I could see Bruce coming back because then it's Abomination and jen versus or Dennis, bruce and jen versus abomination and whoever else uh, mm-hmm. unless abomination is behind the entire thing in which case maybe it's just jen versus blonsky uh which would also kind of be dope i'm excited i i, I feel like this episode set up for the finale really well yeah and i like that little tag on to the end to kind of raise the stakes and, and you felt for her in that moment too because like like intelligentsia just comes off as a bunch of sleazeballs. And so you couldn't blame her. Like you're already kind of irked at the whole ceremony in and of itself. Like, man, this thing's dumb. Like they're up here getting embarrassed and, and being called out for being female. Like they made a big deal about them being female lawyers. And right. then on top of that, uh, intelligentsia pulls that stunt, which kind of has me wondering, I don't, I don't know. This whole thing's becoming yeah. a conspiracy theory. Like <laughs> is GLK and H that, Uh, ethical like like is Holloway somehow involved I don't think he is he seemed pretty shook like you saw a shot of him looking at She-Hulk toward the end and he definitely seemed a little shook that like she had completely lost control but I don't know like who's who's putting on this stupid gala is it GLK and H if so they suck or is this an entire like was the whole thing made up by intelligentsia and made to look as some kind of big award ceremony, but really it was just their way of knowing that they could get she Hulk by like not by herself, but they could get she Hulk in a place mm-hmm. at a specific place in time to kind of expose her to the world. Todd, Todd's involved in some way. I, I feel like the scene with him in this episode where they're, they're meeting, to talk about his legal matter with the spear. I feel like that was meant to make us think that he wasn't involved. To me, it was like a Trojan horse. They wanted us to think that he was no longer involved. Like, oh, like he's just an idiot who keeps doing dumb stuff and he buys dumb things and he's hitting on Jen. And so like, we just need to be dismissive of him because he's not actually a real threat. But the fact that he had a vibranium spear and then he was asking about the vibranium needle and we know that Intelligentsia had or... We assume it was a vibranium needle. We saw a needle, but um, right. we, we can assume it was vibranium after hearing the reference prior to that. And it's been clearly established that this dude is loaded. Like, to to quote Jean-Ralphio, he is flushed with cash. Like, like this dude is, this dude is rolling in the dough. And so who else would be able to fund all of Intelligentsia's products? That guy. Speaking of
1: MCU artifacts... You gotta pick like four or five. How many? What What are you picking?
0: Let's do this. If you could have one MCU item, like one MCU item to just yeah own and it's in your possession forever, which item are you going to take? just one one artifact. So, so I mean, we have all you know. We have Mjolnir. We have Cap Shield. Uh, what else? Iron we Iron Man
1: suit. Does Iron Man uh, suit
0: count? Do we do we count Iron Man thing? suit? Is it yeah?
1: i would i like if we're counting a suit bro so. it's
0: gonna be hard for me to turn down a suit like
1: honestly <laughs> i might go a sling ring
0: dude a sling oh i didn't even think <laughs> about a sling ring man that yeah man that would be, would be insane cool. of course you'd have to learn how to use it but assuming right. you learn how to use it and you could just create portals
1: yeah i mean i definitely wouldn't go see uh jake
0: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah there, there hasn't been any yeah kind of funny we got that mention of him and it's been kind of like cr- cricket since then yeah Wh- which i think is intentional i don't think they meant yeah. to have to be the focus but they wanted to drop that Drop that in there a sling ring is a good choice dude i now that's got me reconsidering because yeah uh bucky's arm bucky's arm would be a hilarious one sam's wings there are 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 sam's wings actually made out of vibranium i'm assuming they are especially the newer yeah. wings now Oh yeah, that's right because uh because yeah. the the Dora Milaje and, and and Wakanda created his new suit for him, right?
1: Yeah, but Bucky put in a favor with That's them. right.
0: I completely mm-hmm. forgot that that's where his new suit came from. So, yeah, dude, the vibranium wings would be sweet, although I don't know if I'd trust myself with that. Like I S- Sam was a fighter pilot in the in the army or the Marines, right. whatever he was in Air Force, and so it makes sense that he's able to control that. I feel like I would crash and kill myself. It just i feel I like i
1: would too like well maybe maybe not indiana like you got you, there's not a whole lot to crash into other than the ground you know yeah, well I, I mean
0: the ground's probably taking you out so
1: <laughs> right right but if you've got vibranium wings you know you just land on those wings and it all impact there you'll be all right
0: <laughs> i feel like these are the memes that i'm seeing right now on tiktok and instagram where it's like I'm in a plane and it's crashing, but I remember that I can just jump out of the plane before it hits the ground and I'm fine. And,
1: and it's like... Or in the sa- airplane mode on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw that one.
0: Yeah, I'm in a plane, I'm crashing, so I turn around the airplane mode and it starts flying again. And, and it's always to the sound of, of LeBron, the one clip of LeBron where he's like, come on, man, that's
1: too easy. That's too easy
0: dude oh my gosh that's why i feel like it's like like oh i'm crashing with sam's vibranium wings. i'll oh, just turn around land on the wings i'm, well, the I'm wings. good
1: <laughs> just like anything vibranium you got on you just land on that you're
0: good. <laughs> for real you could go with the infinity gauntlet which that's one like yes it would be cool but i don't want that kind of power and i don't want other people to know i have that kind of power because if you have like- an infinity gauntlet people are coming for you man like there's no way you're not, yeah, not going to start don't a war want
1: that to exist in this world. No, no. not at all.
0: No, I'm, Have, I'm not choosing that one.
1: Having a sling ring in this world would be like way be more cool. low key. Like, yeah. Cause like it wouldn't be enough to garner attention from anybody outside of your community. Right. People in your community just be like, yep, he just teleports in and out. Like they would get used to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, free vacation travel for life, man. Like you don't got to put, you don't got to pay for another flight anywhere for the rest of your life yeah like instant travel that's always been when people ask what's the superpower you would want teleportation is like super high on my list just for that reason oh, the yeah. ability to Absolutely. cut out travel time to anywhere would just be so op i'd I'd love it yeah uh, if, i don't man dude dope. i don't know what meyer felt like meal there would be cool but you got to be worthy to hold it so I'm probably not worthy. (laughs) And so (laughs) it would just sit there and in my house. And then whenever we move, I can't take it anywhere because I'm not worthy. So it just has to stay in my house. Uh, Cap shield. Cap shield would be a dope one. Uh, I feel like for me, it comes down to web shooters. That would be sick. Although the web shooters would be tough because i would have to have the knowledge to create my own web fluid after like the initial unless unless it just comes with an unlimited amount but the web shooters would be kind of sick again though i feel like i'd probably end up hurting myself because i'm not (laughs) spider-man and i don't have all kind of like durability and i'd go to swing from a building miss and just splatter like an actual (laughs) spider so she said sling ring i'm not gonna say sling ring i'm gonna go with the suit
1: yeah uh, the the iron man suit or a sling ring like those yeah are, like i mean maybe iron heart suit too i don't we, yeah like we saw a sneak peek of that in the wakanda forever trailer or the black Panther yep. two trailer um i feel like so, iron
0: man suit is another one where like i'm probably inviting people to come after me on that one but that's a risk i'm willing to take if, if it means i get to be iron man i'll i'll, I'll figure that part out
1: yeah, or uh, Black Panther suit. That's another you know, one. Black
0: Black Panther suit would be so sick. Except it'd be like the opposite of uh. Well, no, no, it, it'd be exactly like Spider Man No Way Home when Andrew Garfield Spider Man reveals himself to Electro, and Electro is like, I just thought she was gonna be black. And like, like if I came, <laughs> if I was in a Black Panther suit and I came out and someone looked at me and be like, I definitely thought you were gonna be black. I guess like, yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> like no, my bad. <laughs> I, I, I get
0: it, but. <laughs> It is one of my favorite superheroes, though. So, yeah, Black Panther, that would be a sick one to have. And the whole Vibranium thing, yeah. If we're talking suits, that's probably the suit I'm going to go with, actually. That would be so sick.
1: All right. I think I'd still go with uh, Infinity War Iron Man suit.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Like like the, like the he had the glasses and just like the little button press and the nano. That was such a sick yep. suit up, dude. All right. Let's talk about Daredevil in this episode, bro, because this isn't even an exaggeration. The entire episode, I sat there smiling ear to ear like the <laughs> like the entire time I just caught myself smiling because I was so happy to see Daredevil back on screen and more than that I was so happy to see that they did his character justice like right. I really felt like I mean I know he was technically introduced in No Way Home as Matt Murdock but it was you know for a quick what one minute scene and this I I feel like this was the real introduction and I thought that they Did his character so well and they 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 could have messed this up in a lot of ways right and people were worried that they were gonna screw this up and they could have but they didn't i feel like they stuck the landing with him so well
1: they really did every every instance of him in this episode was awesome um we got to see the like matt and jen face off like that was a really cool daredevil being acrobatic and dude like we saw that a little like sort of in the netflix series but not to like i don't think to the extent that we saw it there like the acrobatics no. we saw there was crazy
0: it was and it's super like like for anybody it's not familiar so i i know this sounds like a hot take it's really not i promise but this version of daredevil not i don't say version like it's different but like what we saw in she hulk is arguably The most comic accurate Daredevil we've seen on screen yet, because if you read any of the Daredevil comics like that, dude, like the acrobatics that he was doing in the show is so, so true to the character in the comics because he's doing stuff like that all the time. And, yeah, like you said, he got maybe a little bit of it in the Netflix series, but not the acrobatics to the extent that it happened in the show. And I thought it looked so cool.
1: It was sweet. It was sweet. Just him like launching over the edge, and then Jen looking over, and he's and like just hopping. like swinging in the yeah. <laughs> like what oh. the world? This is this dude's blind.
0: I know. Yeah, she had to be so especially because like like imagine her thought because up to that point in the show, she had only encountered just absolute goobers of, of quote unquote superheroes or super people. I mean, she's seen Leapfrog and Mister Immortal. And, uh, you know, the whole gang from the last episode, what's that, Manbull and uh, El Aguilar and all, all those guys. Porcupine, yeah. And the uh, light, Yeah, so all these just, like, weird heroes. Donnie Blaze and, like, these D-list heroes. And so she probably saw Daredevil as, like, oh, just, uh, just another loser. And then he ends up actually being really good at fighting. And, and she's probably thinking, like, holy crap, like, this guy – This guy's the real deal. Oh, And and like you said, I loved that we got to see him in court because I wondered if we'd see him in court or not. And I'm so glad that they did show that because those are some of my favorite parts of the Daredevil show, especially in season two of the Netflix show. You see a lot of him, Matt Murdock, in court. And he's so good in court. And I know the court scene wasn't super long, but we did get to like we felt like, you know, my boy still got it. He's still, you know, the second that Jeff or that suit came out, he smelled it and was like, Hey, what kind of fuel do you use on that? And just shut the whole case down within yeah. a matter of seconds.
1: Tough for Jen, to be honest, there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, dude, because she just had an absolute goober. I thought Leapfrog was f- funny to an extent. I know you thought he was a little on the annoying side.
1: No, I I was so annoyed by this character. I, <laughs> I really wish they, like, I really wanted it to be a, a, quote-unquote villain with a name like Leapfrog, but he's like, he's actually like, poses like sort of a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really pose much of a problem at all. He, he was pretty much uh,
1: just... He hurt uh, himself three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah he burned himself.
0: <laughs> That's true. He was so good. The other thing I loved about just the whole Daredevil She-Hulk thing was the fact that I thought it was really cool that we got to see she hulk actually well we got to see both of them utilize their skills and their powers and their fight against each other like to perfection like mm-hmm. we got to see she hulk using all of her abilities with her super strength and you know she was able to you know just split the ground in half and then she did the thunderclap which was dope and we saw the acrobatics from uh daredevil and just the yeah you know, the, the the martial arts that he has uh yeah it was just a really well done fight. I, I know there's a little CGI in it. And I know some people were upset about that. But honestly, that's the way the show has been the entire time. And you can't really expect it to all of a sudden just completely shift. Uh, right.
1: We got to remember, this is a show It does not have the same budget as a movie. Right. Marvel was previously having some <laughs> problems with their VFX departments and the people they were using. Yep. So it's like. Let's cut them a little bit of slack on yeah. the effects because fight scenes are hard enough to do anyway. and yeah. the fact that like these people were probably unfortunately pushed to do this in a overworked time frame. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, it's not going to be perfect. So don't blame no. like. Yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 especially because this like this isn't his show and so it seems unrealistic like i've seen so many people not as many as i thought but there have still been people i've seen complaining about daredevil and and the one like the people who complain about it and have just been like oh they ruined daredevil i'm like no like you weren't watching because they clearly didn't and that just like now you've ruined all your credibility because you've shown that you're just gonna hate anything this show does no matter how good it actually is right but i feel like the general consensus of this episode was that it was insane and
1: because yeah. like we jumped to a few moments later with the hallway fight that was oh, legit
0: dude the hallway fight was so good and, and again i understand it's not on par with what the netflix series was doing because those hallway fights lasted for like three four minutes and just had ridiculous choreography for fighting and oftentimes the hallway fights were done in one take and i and i saw people complaining like oh it's nothing compared to netflix fight." i'm like yeah Cause it's not because it's a She-Hulk hallway fight. Like this isn't his series. You should be happy that we got one in the first place. Right. Uh, which I was. I did not think we'd get a hallway scene. And when it cut to that scene, it cut to that room, the hallway, I was like, dude, no way they actually do one. Like, no way we get up. one. And when <laughs> when he came walking out, and that theme that they're using, they, they use it twice in that the little yeah, the 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 theme that they used for him. Not the one that they played from the Netflix show, which I screamed when that actually played. When he told yeah. Jen that he's Daredevil, and you heard the music behind, I was like, "But, but, yeah!" Like the new theme that they made for him that you kept hearing a couple times sounded so good, and I hope that that sticks and becomes like his fighting theme in his actual Born Again show because we haven't heard it so far in She Hulk, and so it makes me believe that it's not. Anything to do with the She Hulk show, like that's what they're Mm -hmm. actually going to use for him. Like that's like Captain America has his theme, or uh, Thor has his theme. Like this is this is Daredevil's theme now.
1: I'm just so excited for Daredevil, Born Again to come out. I I've heard that it's a soft reboot. That's
0: That's what Charlie Cox said. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, because he said it's not the same character. But I don't know if I trust anything anyone from Marvel says until we get it like in official writing.
1: I don't trust actors anymore. (laughs) No. They don't know anything. Thanks, Tom Holland. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they don't know anything. And also, like, there's no way Feige has, yeah, not been telling people what to say and what not to say because part of me wonders if the original Daredevil theme playing in this, like, does that allude to the Netflix show being canon to some degree? Or is it just a a literal tease um, or or just a nod to the show and nothing more?
1: I would say it's. It's the same daredevil, I would say. So that's why you we get the same theme song there when he introduces yeah. himself. But I, we do have a brand new suit here, as well. It's not the all red one that he's got. You know, I still like your theory that Bullseye might have got tarnished that, tarnished that, or something like that. Um, but still, here's the thing: like the Netflix one to start off to start off they originally said it was canon correct
0: yeah so then they went back way so way back and they didn't even necessarily go back on it but yeah for people who aren't familiar because i don't feel like this got near enough uh like near enough attention when it happened i and i even remember making a tiktok post about it and it didn't even blow up that much and i didn't see anybody else making posts about this which i thought was weird but months and months and months ago marvel on their website posted because because if you if you go on marvel's website you can look up characters all the characters in marvel whether it's uh in in the mcu or just in the comics but if it's in the mcu it will give like a timeline of that character's events within the mcu and just kind of talk about things that they've gone through and like where their character has been and what they've done up to this point in time and when you look up daredevil for the longest time it just had his uh, the events of his netflix show and then all of a sudden it added after no way home came out it added the events of no way home in that and the way it wrote it i can't remember exactly off the top of my head but the way it was written placed like the events of no way home chronologically in a timeline with the events of the actual daredevil show and made it sound as though like they were a part of the same timeline in the same universe with the same character and it was up for like three days and then that section got removed and so i don't know if that was like like an intern got tasked with like updating the character profiles and they just got a little excited and typed it and feige was like you're fired get that crap off the website or i don't know what happened because it's not i mean At least to my knowledge, I'm going to look it up right now as we're talking, but at least to my knowledge, that is not on there anymore. Uh, Well, I know it definitely wasn't at one point, but to my knowledge, I've never added it back.
1: Right. And I wonder if it's because they decided to go with a soft reboot of it because there were some like holes that they needed to fix or to like just leave out in general, because it would make sense if chronologically it lined up with No Way Home because he was his Peter Parker's lawyer. Right. And there needed to be a spot for him to be able to like, kind of like, Oh, I had another client. It's Peter Parker. I, I bet in his show, it'll pick up somewhere around that where we get like, we'll see the Peter Parker news blip.
0: Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Looking at the, the bio, it does not have anything from the MCU on daredevils bio anymore. It just, uh, it, it, it finishes up with, the end of what happens in daredevil season three and reforming Nelson, Nelson Murdoch and page. And that's where it ends. But previously after that, it had detailed the events in no way home. How sick would it be? I I've seen some people talk about this. I feel like this would be a phenomenal beginning to the daredevil show. How sick would it be if the show starts with daredevil on a rooftop, listening for crime like he often does and listening to the beat of the city, and all of a sudden he starts hearing heartbeats uh erasing, like like disappearing. And Ooh. he's listening to the snap happening in real time. And he Ooh. gets and he gets snapped. And then Daredevil Born Again starts with like him coming back and having to and again, this this would probably be more if they wanted to take some of the Netflix show and make it canon, but like that would be a great explanation for how Fisk ends up getting back into power because Fisk was never snapped and so fisk right. had the opportunity to run amok in new york city build up a, a an army again and take over yeah dude i i, I don't know Dang, that would just that would be theory, such a right? sick opening
1: that would be sweet such like a dramatic opening so it's like deal with that because it's what it's 16 18 episodes? bro 18
0: eight dude like i cannot tell you how hype I am for 18 freaking episodes. It's, oh man, it's going to be so stinking good. I will not be okay at that point.
1: I'm excited for that because I, I do want to see him. And I feel like Charlie Cox and Tom Holland would have very funny banter as well.
0: Dude, it it is so sad to me that there are so many restrictions on Spider-Man because, yeah, they their characters would just be perfect. And they are like in the comics, like that is the duo. Like they, I mean, they're not a duo necessarily, but they are in each other's comics all the time because they are the street level guys for New York. Like that's their home. And so they're constantly running into each other and yeah, it would be so cool. And, and I don't know, Kevin Feige talking about, how spider-man and daredevil are going to be the head of the street level heroes really makes me think that they've worked something out with sony to where he feels like there will definitely be a decent amount of screen time with daredevil and spider-man because why else would you say it don't don't get me excited like that
1: feige just buy out sony already just come on (laughs) oh yeah
0: (laughs) it's disney like y'all own everything how have you not like sony is not what they used to be how do you not own them yet the only reason sony is still this popular is because of the freaking ps5 like their movies (laughs) suck for the most part
1: (laughs) it's like they're the ps5 and the cameras that they make that's what's keeping them afloat right now yes it sure as heck isn't venom even (sighs) though venom is very good it's definitely not morbius
0: no I, yeah like i into the spider-verse and the the mcu spider-man movies are the only things keeping sony like studios afloat right now and right. Disney and just then, needs to
1: yeah they're shooting in the dark right now with this madam web movie too
0: <sighs> i'm so nervous I, about that
1: i'm very nervous about that because that's that could oh man i've i've heard i've seen rumors that toby mcguire might be in it too and andrew garfield and tom holland and then the uh, the voice actor for Miles Morales um, yeah might be in it as well, and I'm like, no, don't please don't do that.
0: It, it it's just it's so it's so tough because Sony keeps trying to do the Spider-Man universe, but it is so hard to buy into their Spider-Man universe when the main character Spider-Man is a part of a bigger universe that everybody cares about, and you guys are trying to build this universe that nobody cares about. Like, why will you just not come to an agreement to merge? fully with disney that way it's not separate anymore because i promise people would actually like if you let feige really get involved which i have heard though feige is involved to some degree with madam web so it does give me some hope but if, if you let feige fully get involved with sony and help integrate their universe with the mcu i promise those movies would end up being so much better. Like Morbius would not have been the flop that it was. They would yeah. have actually done it right. And they probably it, it,
1: would have tied it in with Blade or something like bro. that. To, because they, they could have, they had the opportunity to line everything up with No Way Home. Yeah. Because like they tried the so much potential thing where they brought Adrian Toomes into Morbius. Such a like,
0: random, <laughs> ugh, bro, such a random post-credit scene. Like y'all just want to throw that in to hide people up, but it made zero sense
1: like the only thing that people could think of is like a weird sinister six
0: which like like how like how does this dude have a suit already yeah so many questions about that i do feel like morbius was not near as bad as what everyone made it out to be like i i thought morbius was actually a fun movie was it a great movie heck no like it had so many faults but i did Like I I watched it and I was like, okay, like I enjoyed myself. I I had some fun watching that. Uh, I am a little ticked that they wasted Matt Smith because I'm a huge Matt Smith fan. And I feel like him as a villain could have and should have been so much better than what it was. And I'm like, y'all just wasted one of the better actors out there on just a crappy Sony movie, dude, get it together. Kind of the same way I feel about Christian Bale and Gore. Like, man, you guys really, You guys are going to make me forever hate that movie just because of what it could have been, and instead it wasn't. And yeah, let's not get on Thor Love and Thunder again because we know how many times I've gone off on a tangent about that.
1: (laughs) How both of us have.
0: like, Yeah, dude.
1: The potential was there. It (sighs) was there. They missed it. They did.
0: So one last thing I'll say about Daredevil, and and then we'll stop talking about Daredevil because it's been the entire show. I really do feel like I know people were worried about Daredevil and the humor and whether or not they would just kind of take him completely out of character. And I felt like the humor for him was so true to his character and true to the nature of his character that we know from the Netflix show. I don't feel like any of it felt for the the only joke where I was just kind of like, eh, take it or leave it was the very like the second one he made when he was like, I know that eugene is lying and then he leans over to luke and he's like don't ask me how i know i'm like yeah that like that one he didn't need to say that uh, like that kind of felt a little forced but that's nitpicky because by and large like everything that he said just felt exactly like something that matt murdoch and daredevil from the netflix show would have said and a lot of it was sarcastic humor which is exactly what his humor is in the show i loved it i thought they integrated him perfectly and, and i'm sure we'll see a darker version of him in his show and the, the other thing, too, is that you got to remember there are some people who this is their first ever introduction to Daredevil. They haven't seen um, like they haven't seen Daredevil, the Netflix show, and they don't know anything about the Daredevil character. And especially because of the nature of the She-Hulk show, like I would imagine that She-Hulk, even though there are a lot of toxic fans, fans who have hated on it. I, I firmly believe that there are a lot of people watching she-hulk who are very new to the mcu because like this is a style that they love and it has pulled them in and so i would hey. imagine that those people maybe don't have familiarity with daredevil and they don't know what his powers and abilities are and so it, it was in a way for someone who doesn't understand his power set that would be a nice nod to them that kind of points out to say oh oh yeah 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 how how does he know and right. clearly there's something that he can do that he's not saying, what could that be? So I, had, <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective until we started talking, but it does kind of make sense now.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, like when the MCU first started, like I was like trying to get as many people on board with it. And now I'm like, man, it would it would literally take you a, a <laughs> Weeks. whole month to catch up. It's so like, much harder that's now. If you watched everything, like every single non-stop. Night. Yeah, <laughs> nonstop. so it's like yeah. ooh, like i've been in it since the beginning like i've i've seen every movie that's come out in theaters and i've waited every wednesday tuesday thursday yep. night to go watch the new episodes or of whatever's coming out so it's like i i've been invested since day one and if you haven't like oh man you've just yeah, got a you got lot some work. to catch up on
0: you got some work also though i mean part of me envies that and again like we're super nerds and so we we really enjoy it. But I mean, how how fun is that for some of those people that do thoroughly enjoy it and they're starting it for the first time? Like I cannot wait. I cannot wait until my son grows up and can start watching that stuff and to like watch him see all these things for the first time and get to experience all of it. And there's so much. And so like, it's just going to go on forever for him. And how cool would that be? Because I can remember like anytime I'm watching a new show and I enjoy it so much, but I know there's an end point to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching Daredevil, like once I was hooked on Daredevil, I love the fact that every season was 13 episodes. So I knew there's a decent amount, but I was also really sad that I knew at some point I was getting to that end. I was like, man, like this will yeah. eventually end and there's going to be no more Daredevil for me to watch. So how cool for people jumping into the MCU that <laughs> there's not going to be in it like there, there's no end. And even when you get to the end, stuff is still getting made and there's always going to be new content coming out. So
1: right. For how at fun. least. At least for as long as Kevin Feige's at the yeah, house there, it's it's going to be, yeah, I, I totally agree like, when I have kids, like, at least, like, me and you, like, we will have things, yeah. like, like you can watch this, 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 and this, and this will make sense. Yep. Or, like, you can watch, you know, I recommend watching it all, because that's what yep, I did. But- <laughs> exactly.
0: And, and I know people give Feige a hard time, and, you know, it, it's on the internet, it's a popular thing to hate on people and hate on things, but man, whenever he chooses to step away from Marvel, that's going to be a bad day because that yeah. dude has literally changed the the superhero game forever. And, and I understand that. So like like Iron Man was you know, created without the help of the... Although I don't know how much he had in terms of like how much of a hand he had in the creation of the Iron Man movie. I don't know if he, if he is involved with that at all or if he came in after the fact. I would assume he was somewhat involved because their post credit scene was there that kind of nodded toward the Avengers. But again, it could have been in a very limited capacity. But right. I think it's one of those things where the people who are hating on him aren't going to truly appreciate him until he's gone. And hopefully Marvel will find somebody when that day comes to take his place that's worthy and already is like so in tune with the vision and has the creative just mindset that he has because one thing i've heard about feige that i don't think a lot of people realize is how much of a nerd he actually is like Mm -hmm. i've heard multiple people talk about the fact that that dude is so stinking knowledgeable about the comics and just everything with all these characters and obviously there are other people like that but he's also a creative genius and so to have that mix of like the knowledge but you're also so innovative when that day comes it's going to be sad
1: it is it's going to be very sad but at the same time it's like I hope when that day comes, it is done. I hope it's wrapped <laughs> up.
0: Like I do and I don't, because it, yeah, it, it's a thing of like, yeah, there probably needs to be an endpoint at some point, but also like, man, how sad is that going to be if the MCU ceased to exist? Right. What am I going to look forward to?
1: Should I like try Star Trek now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, like like the thought of that ending, I hope it doesn't. There's so much content, and, and the comics provide so much source material that I feel like we could go on forever and maybe they will. But, but yeah, all that to say, like the people who are experiencing Daredevil for the first time, I'm so excited for them because to me, Daredevil played by Charlie Cox is on the Mount Rushmore of superhero castings right and, up there
1: with Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Iron Man Chris yep. Hemsworth of Thor uh Chris Evans Captain Chris America Evans.
0: Yeah. yeah Ryan Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman Deadpool. Wolverine Deadpool yeah like yep. like he's up there to me because he he loves that character so stinking much and he plays it so 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 well and yeah. his show is one of the greatest uh not just superhero shows but one of the better TV shows uh and now there are definitely people out there experiencing him for the first time. And I'm so excited because I know yeah. step two is them going and watching the daredevil show now. Cause they're like, Oh man, this was good. I wonder what it shows like. And they're, they're just going to be in for a treat.
1: Right. Speaking of experiencing somebody new, completely new werewolf by night.
0: Dude. Oh my gosh, bro. So I watched this yesterday and I wanted to watch it Friday. I didn't get a chance. I know you watched it Friday, right?
1: I watched it. Uh, Cause
0: Friday's when it came out, I think
1: was it was it friday whenever the seventh was yeah friday friday so i I was working the night shift on the sixth so perfect time to watch it too yep 3 a.m hit and i was like doing homework Mm. and i totally blanked on it coming out and i just hopped on disney plus to like just take a break from doing homework for a second and i was like oh shoot where was my night oh that's out that's out and i i instantly i just popped it on and i i threw on my noise canceling headphones I left the front desk that I work at. I was like, <laughs> so whoever, if you guys are checking in at 3 a.m. Just right ring now, that you know, bell, dude. Yeah, just ring, ring the, bell. the bell and I'll be there after this. Sh- this is done. <laughs> but it is genuinely it shot up there as because werewolf by night is one of my favorites along with Moon Knight and Spider-Man. Really? And Iron Man. Like he, he's top 10 for me. Easy. Oh, just, just in terms of, of
0: like, pro- like the projects yeah just like the
1: character in general like it's he is really cool because he's he doesn't there's not a whole like there yes there's a comic series about him but there's just not a whole lot that he bounces around to yeah yeah there hasn't been anything
0: recent with him like his stuff was all old there haven't been like he's not a character that's continued on in marvel
1: and i've always been team werewolf over team vampire any day oh for sure so i was like okay this is this is awesome like i just thinking about it i'm like i'd love to see him and moon knight team up for something i'd love to see him and blade team up him and whatever you know i mean he's in the midnight suns so yeah. is elsa who's in the show like
0: this yeah. Elsa it Bloodstone. just set
1: up for so much so much
0: yeah dude oh my i i was blown away and i and i had heard prior people who are watching it saying that they thought it was one of the best projects the MCU ever did. And I remember hearing critics when the the premiere happened saying the same thing. And so my my hype level was on a million and being directed by Michael Gacino, who is the it's his first time ever directing. And this guy, if you guys are listening, this dude he may sound familiar. It's because he does the score. He's a he's a composer. It's what he's always been. Famous composer. And he has composed scores like uh, Jurassic Park. He's helped do that. He has composed the Spider Man trilogy, like the the new Spider Man Tom Holland trilogy. All those scores. Uh, I, I mean, like the dude has just done some iconic movie scores, and there's a whole bunch more than I, I know. I'm blanking on. I made a whole TikTok video on it a couple months ago, and so it's super cool now that he's done a directing thing. And my gosh, does he have a knack for it? Because it was done like production wise, like production value directing, camera work, everything was just on point, dude. The, the the bold choice to go black and white for pretty much the entire thing. I wondered if it would feel weird when I heard that that was what they were going to do. And after watching, I'm like, I couldn't have imagined it another way. Like that was the perfect way to do that.
1: To do it. Yeah. And he incorporated like really old timey film, like methods. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the
0: little like blips on the screen to make it seem like it's an old film.
1: Yeah, that and just, like, like uh camera angles and th- and how they would hold the camera and, like, frame each thing. Like, yeah. they would jump between, like, very new stuff and very old stuff. Like, them walking through that little maze. Yeah. It would always show them, like, like you're looking at it if- as if you're, like, laying on the ground and you're, like, watching them from, like, the corner yeah. of the... And that's very, like, old time Old school. Like- yeah, because they yeah. had
0: to set it up in a way that got the whole room like in one shot because they didn't have right. access to all the different like ways to set up cameras like they do now
1: yeah or if you see them walking down like an alleyway like in the village like it was like them like the cameraman like backing up while yeah they're walking towards the camera and it's not like a fourth wall break but it's like they're almost like looking right at you yeah so yeah it, like makes it feel a lot more suspenseful because you're like i don't know what's behind me yeah you know what i mean so it's yeah though it was just made so well i have a buddy who does videography i was like dude you need to watch this and let me know what you think and so i'm still waiting to hear back from him i'm sure he'll he'll like the videography he's not the biggest marvel fan but i'm sure he'll like the videography maybe this will get him on board
0: well and the one thing that i said about this and because carly was asking me about it my wife she was asking me um about the show because i said we should watch it and i ended up watching it without her because she's not huge into like werewolves and stuff but Mm -hmm. after i watched it i told her that well because she saw the trailer too and the trailer was i love the trailer the trailer was so unique and it got me excited but for her she saw the trailer and she's like eh this looks really weird because they did make it like an old-timey monster movie trailer and after i saw the show i was like okay first of all like don't base it on the trailer because that's not actually Mm -hmm. what the show ended up being like uh but i did tell her i said i feel like this is a project where people who don't like Marvel that much. Could still watch it and thoroughly enjoy themselves because it was pretty much removed completely from anything else in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and it just felt like a nice suspenseful, like horror film. And it wasn't really that scary. It had a couple of jump scares, but it was very suspenseful a lot of the time. And the acting was great. Like yeah, you, know, you talked about the camera work was so well done. Uh, the the characters were phenomenal. Jack Russell was he did so well, uh, like, like his character was portrayed so perfectly. And that struggle between man and monster and he doesn't want to be the monster. You know, it's a lot like the Hulk struggle in a way. Right. And then Elsa Bloodstone was just so hardcore. I cannot wait to see more of her in the MCU because her character was amazing. And then, Same of course, she here. got the iconic Ted, Ted, Ted a.k.a. Man thing, which so which sweet. his name in the comics is actually Ted. Theodore Salas is what his name is. I actually did a deep dive because I'm going to make a video on him. And he was good friends with Kurt Connors in the comics, who is Lizard. And he ends up creating this serum because he's a biochemist. So it creates a serum that's supposed to be given to soldiers to be, to provide immunity for chemical warfare. And they end up finding out that a side effect of the serum is it turns people into monsters. So he like scraps that (laughs) which is like how every serum story is for superhero stuff. So so he scraps that. Well, then he starts creating another serum that's supposed to replicate the super soldier serum, which is also how so many superhero and supervillain stories in EMC or in Marvel is. And he has Kurt Connors help him out and a terrorist group ends up finding out about his serum, tries to come get it. He has one sample of the serum and he takes it with him as he's running away from them. He injects himself with it. So they can't get it crashes his car into a swamp because he lived in the Everglades. He tried to do his stuff real remotely. And so he went to the Everglades where there's no one else and it crashes into a swamp. And the swamp had like some mystical power and that power combined with Connor's serum combined with uh, his own serum turned him into man thing. Who is basically composed of like swamp matter, like into a physical form and gave him super strength and gave like he, he had he secretes like a uh a toxin from his hands which like burns people immediately which is what you saw uh in in the show when he grabbed Dude, people and they would like just burn up
1: it totally looked like it, it like it didn't look like a toxin thing it looked like magic
0: it, it kind of yeah yeah, it kind of did. I, and I almost wonder, well, so so the other part then, I thought this was super dope when I was reading up on it. I didn't realize this, but the toxin would only affect people when they were fearful, when they were afraid. So if they were afraid, it affected them and like would burn them up. And I thought that was so stinking cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know if that was some of it. Um, yeah, dude. And, and so, so the crazy thing is about man thing is that the swamp he ended up crashing at and ended up kind of living at was what was called the nexus of all realities. And it's basically the door to all other universes in the Marvel universe. Basically, he kind of became what the watcher is mm-hmm. in the MCU. And he kind of was the guardian of the nexus of all realities. And so man thing in the comics was able to go back and forth between universes all the time and was capable of multiversal travel and just teleportation. And so I, I think like again it makes perfect sense that he shows up in the multiverse saga because i think he'll in some way fit into that multiversal role and i'm um, I'm sure this is not the last we've seen a man thing and, and apparently another power of his is that he since he is made up of uh like like swamp matter vegetation stuff like that that he can condense his body to basically fit into any space and so like he can be the big man thing but if he needs to like sneak in somewhere he can condense down into just like a sludge kind yeah. of, essentially and like you know slide under a door frame and stuff like that which yeah i mean a lot of cool things that they could do with that werewolf by like i cannot wait to while like i'm basically going to force what carly watch <laughs> like, listen you need to watch <laughs> this one because i need to watch it again but two i do actually think she'd really enjoy it
1: you know what introducing marvel and the mcu or sorry monsters into the mcu this is awesome because that's setting up Blade once again. Yeah, yeah, I we know Blade's like we're monster a monster movie. I feel like we're getting a big setup for Midnight Suns. I feel like we're gonna have a Huge. lot of teams coming up: Thunderbolts, Midnight Suns, New Avengers, Young Avengers, what, whatever. There obviously it's yep. gonna be Avengers, West again.
0: Coast Avengers.
1: Yeah, for all we know, um, there could be like the A team, the the all all female team. Um, yep, dude, they, it just could be. It just seems like a lot of teams. And then we've got yeah. Kang and like the direction it's heading right now is so weird. It's going to be massive.
0: The scale of it's going to be insane. Cause like, yeah, like you said, I think we're going to see that. I think it's going to be a whole bunch. And, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, like what secret wars could potentially be like, how dope would it be if it's a bunch of different versions of Kang and yeah. fighting different teams in different places and then maybe, like, toward the end of the movie, somehow, like, they all come together and they fight, like, the main Kang and take him down together. But it somehow opens, you know, bursts open the multiverse and in comes Doom and in comes, you know, it becomes Secret Wars.
1: The the potential for it, like, having, like, it won't, I, I don't think it's going to be, like, a big, like, there's going to be a big movie. Like, uh, Avengers, the two new Avengers, King Dynasty and Secret Wars are going to be big. Even the toxic people are going to go see it. Don't even deny it.
0: <laughs> secret War, yeah. Secret. Both of those have the potential to be bigger than Infinity War and Endgame in terms of scale, right? Um, and and in terms of the feeling of Infinity War and Endgame, I don't know if we'll ever match that. Just because that was the first time we'd ever seen right. anything like those, uh, right. and and so it's hard to recreate that first time feeling. But yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of just the straight up scale of it, there's no way. Could be sweet. I It's not going to be hope- bigger. Yeah, and you and you were talking about like Midnight Suns. I mean, this we knew it going in, like we knew these characters are going to be here, but but like now that we've seen it, the Giddy MCU Ghost Rider. The MC, right. Like that's re- like he's the missing piece. As far as Midnight Suns are concerned, he's really the only piece, the major piece that we're missing from the Midnight Suns in the MCU. I mean, obviously there have been a lot of iterations of the Midnight Suns, but like some of the main people you're talking yeah. Doctor Strange, sure. we have him uh we have blade we have elsa bloodstone and man thing was in it at at a point so was werewolf by night moon Knight is moon one Knight. of the big ones and uh just just like quick side note moon night is officially back people we got confirmation today
1: back. new Knight york comic con
0: is going on right now and oscar isaac was on a panel and he was asked about season two of moon night and he said we have not seen the last of the system that is Moon Knight. And all, all, all I know is there's no way you're sending Oscar Isaac to Comic-Con and not telling him to divulge that information. Like, like, I, like Oscar Isaac isn't just going to go there and like just start spouting off randomly without Kevin Feige's approval. Like Feige 100% told him, like, yeah, if someone asks you, don't say much, but just let them know, like, yep, Moon Knight's coming back. Moon Knight's and, which,
1: coming back. I'm hopefully so, Scarlet so scared, too.
0: Yeah, oh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. And and obviously, there's been speculation for a long time. I mean, there have been plenty of things that have alluded to Moon Knight returning. But Mm -hmm. by and large, we've never had official confirmation. So this is the most we've gotten in terms of official. Like, okay, he's coming back. We don't know when, we don't know where, but we know Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight is not done. And so you got all the pieces for the Midnight Suns. Now we just need a casting for Ghost Rider. So can it please happen?
1: Keanu Reeves, maybe.
0: Dude, I dude, Abby. bro, I saw that. Keanu Reeves said he wants to play Ghost Rider. Could you yeah. imagine? That would the be best insane play for
1: Marvel. Honestly, It'd be insane, dude. He would sign on for a while. He would. Yeah, yeah that's like
0: he knows what he's saying with that too, because yeah, you're absolutely right. If if you have to know if you're getting involved with Marvel, you're not just doing like one thing, especially if it's a character that big. So he knows what he's asking for. If you have Keanu Reeves at your door, you open the freaking door, Marvel. Like,
1: right. come on. It's like, you guys you guys brought back Hugh Jackman somehow.
0: Somehow, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, because we didn't have a podcast last week and I didn't get a chance to record it because it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I, bro. How wild is that, dude? Like, Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. I just, I never thought I'd say those words. Yeah,
1: I'm just trying to, like, every time I hear something like that. Like I'm like Deadpool three is coming out. I'm like, and it's going to be in the MCU. So it's like, how is this, how, how is this going to relate? And then the fact that they bring in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, once again, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like how, how is this even going to relate? I know. Because I
0: don't know how they're going to make it work. And frankly, I don't even care.
1: Me either. The only thing is, is I loved Logan. Yeah. love the ending. I, I, I trust Kevin Feige that he's not going to ruin it, but I know the toxicity that's going to come out of this with the toxic fans, with who are like, "Should I bring back Hugh Jackman?" Blah, blah blah. You're like, just shut up. <laughs> like we, we have the opportunity to have Hugh Jackman, Robert Downey Jr., Tobey Maguire, like all the OGs to pop in for uh, secret like wars a scene. or something. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine we have the opportunity here. Like, just shut up. Just shut It'd be insane. For a second. It's the other, you're like the kid who like tells the teacher, we got homework right now. (laughs) And they they did (laughs)
0: say, and and they, they did say in there, cause they made a second video. I don't know if you saw that. They made two videos. They made the announcement video, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they made a second video a day later where they talked about how they're like, oh, yeah, like you're probably wondering how this is going to happen. And Ryan Reynolds even said like, okay, so you have Logan and like, we're not touching that. Like, we're not going to affect how that ended, which (laughs) I thought was one like super super meta because everyone was asking that question and he anticipated that already and was and had a mm-hmm. video already made for it I'm with you I don't know how it's gonna happen but I also don't care I mean I, I mean I'll care if they screwed up but they're not gonna screw it up like it's a daredevil thing for me there's no way you're bringing this guy in and you're gonna fumble the bag right they, kn- they know what like they know how precious the cargo they're handling is and there is no way that they drop it. They, they have to know that you need to stick this. And I really feel like they, I mean, I feel like I know the MCU has taken a lot of heat lately and I don't think it's most of it's justified. Maybe the CGI yeah. stuff a little bit, <laughs> but, but like if anything it's though, just, they have shown us that they know what we as fans want and they will deliver. Like, like to me getting a hallway scene from daredevil in she Hulk we didn't have to have that, but getting that to me was Marvel's way of saying like, Hey, Daredevil fans, we see you. We know your concerns, but we want to let you know this dude is in good hands. Like we promise you, we are going to give you the Daredevil that you've been wanting. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be the same with Hugh and Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool three and, and everybody Definitely. else.
1: It is rated R, right? I, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. It
0: is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so. Also, mate, like, yeah, it gets me excited for things like Daredevil because I feel like I really hope Daredevil's TVMA. If it's not, I know they can still do it well. Obviously, that was proven with She Hulk, and so mm-hmm. it could be done well. But MCU's heading into a very exciting place. Yeah, and anybody 100%. who says otherwise hasn't been paying attention.
1: If you say otherwise, it's just because you're mad you didn't stick around from the very beginning <laughs> yeah. when all of us we 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 <clears throat> stuck out. We right. stuck it out. We've
0: been here. We've been We've here. Been now here. we're getting rewarded for it real quick. One thing I forgot to mention, we got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, so with, with She-Hulk, one theory that I have, so we got just kind of an in passing mention from Matt Murdoch in the court scene where he talked mm-hmm. about the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. And we were told before the show, the head writer said that Sokovia Accords, like we were going to find out what happened to those. And we found out that they've been repealed which makes sense because we're seeing superheroes everywhere and super people everywhere. And I know one of the gripes that people have had, and I haven't had this, I haven't felt this way, but one of the gripes I've seen people have for She-Hulk is that it's not contributing anything to the MCU. It's not advancing the MCU. And I don't believe that to be true at all. I think when it's all said and done, and I think especially as we look forward into the future, I think it's going to have pretty big implications, a lot like age of Ultron did. I remember people like age of Ultron, you know, it was, un- it was underrated as an right. Avengers movie. A lot of people didn't like it. But when you look back at it, it actually had massive implications for the entire MCU. And I think She Hulk will be somewhat similar. And I think one of the ways it could have a big implication is that the show has established there are tons of super people just coming out the woodwork, like they're everywhere, just running amok. And there's no Sokovia Accords to regulate them anymore, to register them. And it's not a problem right now, but I could see at some point something happens and the government decides that there is a need for the superhero registration act. And so the question is, is she Hulk laying the framework for a civil war II? Because there's precedent for that. There is a civil war II in the comics. It's not a great comic series. A lot of people don't like it. And we know that Feige takes liberties with stuff. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they ever did that, that he would just do his own thing. But I feel like it could like like am I crazy here? I feel like it could be laying the framework for a second civil war.
1: No, I I totally agree because there are still going to be, be still still going to be people out there that agree with Tony Stark and yep. and people who signed the accords, even though Tony didn't necessarily like agree with them. But there are going to be people who are like, yeah, things need to be put in check. I mean, we have a we're going to have a whole government or maybe government-funded team, and Thunderbolts. Yep. So here's the thing, like, and then, you know, mutants are coming into the MCU as well. Yep. So it's like, this could be setting the groundwork for... And mutants are very
0: opposed to the government, like historically in the comics and shows. Like, they are at odds
1: all the time. exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see, like, a big... Like, we'd see a, a more relaxed version of the, Soko- uh, the Sokovia Accords, that both superheroes and mutants must follow, and mutants are like, "That's not fair. Why do I have to follow this? Because I was just born into it. I didn't ask for this." You know, and then they they fight back, and you know, yeah. maybe that's the civil war. Maybe that's yeah. the civil war that we see, but who knows? Who knows? Because once again, it's the Kang Dynasty right now. Yeah, it's secret right. so, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. So so where is so that going to get worked in?
1: yeah so like yeah, is exactly. is this stuff gonna just kind of blow up in their face like i just feel like they've got a whole lot out there on the field and i i have no idea how it could all culminate
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be epic and we're already it's like we're already seeing some government opposition because you have the uh what is it the the department of
1: oh, damage
0: control da- damage control yeah uh yeah damage control who is like adamantly against superheroes right now but now we now we know that there's no regulation for it so they're just kind of doing their own thing
1: yeah and we have sword like that that is still think who who and made another vision completely completely
0: forgot about (laughs) them right like we haven't heard anything about that
1: yeah and that vision is out there somewhere
0: (laughs) just running around like we don't know where this dude's at
1: i mean i don't know how we haven't seen him he's he's very (laughs) bright he's
0: yeah
1: (laughs) you know but
0: Part of it part, like like part of me wonders if we haven't seen him because during this whole time frame, he's supposed to be kind of relearning who he is. And when we see him again, he'll kind of be like pretty close to what the actual vision was. Yeah, uh, but but I, maybe I don't know evil. I, maybe yeah, evil. dude, that'd actually be kind of wild if he really did. I like the Ultron thing, like Ultron spent five minutes on the internet and was like, yeah, mankind needs to go <laughs> like this. I've, <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> I, I can't even blame the guy. Like, spend five minutes in the comment section. You're like, yeah, we don't, we don't deserve to be
1: here. <laughs> it's, it's rough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Dude. well, you just kind of sparked a thing in my head right there. That could be. I mean, he is out there just doing nothing or collecting information and watching things go down yeah who knows
0: yeah i don't know man it's uh yeah a lot a lot of yeah. a lot of stones that have been unturned still which yeah which we've completely forgotten about so it's gonna be exciting to see how this all
1: ties in yeah but one of these days i gotta take everything that hasn't been like mentioned like was like thrown out there and, yeah. and hasn't been touched and just i i bet there's something there that we're missing that we're like oh i'm would, sure pull it all together for us but what that would be or like, just I'd
0: random like. references in movies to stuff that is actually going to be really important like how the intelligentsia was literally mentioned in not verbally but like mentioned in age of ultron because you see a shot of ulysses claw being a part of the intelligentsia and at the time like no one even thought anything of it only to find out the, the intelligentsia is you know been here and right yeah it's wild but that's I mean that, that that's pretty much any everything. The only other thing that we had to talk about we got like 5 minutes left was we got a Super Mario trailer yeah. this past week, dude.
1: And I'm excited for it. I honestly, It looks good. I'm, yeah, I'm not one that's opposed to Chris Pratt voicing it. I totally I mean you were talking earlier, I totally agree like maybe they should have hired an authentic Italian or <laughs> right. even just the voice actor who's still alive for him. Right. But at the same time I'm like I am just a big Chris Pratt fan. So
0: I am too. I, I like pretty much everything he does. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a wait, yeah, you, you, you mentioned it off camera, but I'm a wait to reserve judgment until after I've seen it because we saw, we got a very small snippet of his right. voice and people are already making snap judgments about it. And, you know, I don't know. I'm a firm believer of giving everything a shot and seeing how things play out. and, Even if his voice doesn't work out, it still looks like it's gonna be a really good movie. Jack Black is Bowser, phenomenal. I I I was that was one too that I was unsure. I was like, Jack, like Jack Black playing the villain. I just I don't see how that's gonna work out. And the way he did his voice in the trailer, it just sounded so stinking good. And he looks so cool. And I really cannot wait to see. I don't, like, and, are we building toward a smash brothers universe we have detective pikachu oh, we have that'd be really cool we have sonic uh, i guess sonic is a part of smash bros but it could be someday um, oh
1: he
0: is oh that's right he is gosh yeah dude shows you how long it's been since i played smash bros yeah dude, so we have sonic we have mario is,
1: yeah sonic Tonight. mario pikachu like only reason it's why sonic was part of that is because he's one of my go-tos
0: sonic is though i love sonic and and the movies honestly were so good and so entertaining.
1: People who hated on them, like I get bullying them into making Sonic more look more like <laughs> yeah yeah <Sonic. laughs> yeah oh
0: yeah ugly Sonic needed to be changed. Yeah, that much I can agree with.
1: <laughs> people hating on those movies, I'm like, I mean, it like clearly it wasn't made for like, uh, like like, a, like they're not a trying to win of, an
0: Oscar. Like, yeah. like, it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it is a very they are very fun movies.
1: Yeah, and uh, no. yeah. It was good. I liked them. And so I'm good. ready for the Mario movie as well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. But but that's it, man. That That's the episode. We, we we said it was packed full of stuff and we weren't lying, man. We covered a lot in this episode, but it was a lot of good. Like, oh, everything was good stuff.
1: Yes, a lot. Uh, enough for you guys to send us a dang email. Please. Yes, <laughs> please send us an
0: email. One email, One one question, one comment. I don't even care if it's one word. We'll read it. Just send a dang email, people. We love you for listening, though. Even if you don't send an email, we still like you guys. So as always, thank you all so much for listening, for being a part of our community. That's why we do it. We just want to build up a positive nerd culture community and talk about shared interests and be passionate and nerd out over this stuff. And that's what we're doing. And so we'd love for you to send an email and do it too. That's the episode. You guys rock. Thank you all so much. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace out, nerds.